What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of E4 Explicit Podcast. I'm Corey, and today we have Gabby. 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 Balasone. Balasone. Okay, Gabby yeah. Balasone. Um, we also have Doggo, her dog walking around. So if you see a pupper, that's it's it okay. Is. Yeah, I know. That's what it is. Um, yeah. So so you work at Johansson's. That's correct, yeah. Okay. Right, we kind of talked off camera. We're really, I I've, know, I, I know. Up, but. So, yeah, I work uh, bartend a couple days a month these days at Johansson's. Of course, they're 10 crazy. years. Yeah, and we ate dinner there, so that's kind of like a... We're actually from, like, very close to each yeah, other. Yeah, no, yeah, strangely, Westminster, yeah. New Windsor. Yeah, literally in the same, in Carroll County. We're, we're Neighbors. Yeah, literally neighbors. Carroll County standards. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> so, so, you know, thank you for coming on. Yeah, thanks for, for coming one. out. And um, so tell me a little bit about who you are and, sure. and kind of like why I'm here, really, you know. Absolutely. So I think if I recall this correctly, you contacted me about, um, you know, talking about my Naked and Afraid experience. Yes. So I've, <laughs> I'm have i a three-time Naked and Afraid survivalist, they call it, <laughs> survivalist. Um, I did 14 days in South Africa. Uh, on a fan episode, I did 21 in Mississippi. Um, in the Bayou. In the Mississippi Bayou, and um, and my third one was 40 days in the Philippines. 40. 40, yeah. So it's the Naked and Afraid XL, which is the extra long one. Jesus Christ. Right. Okay. And the cool thing about it, so I guess what made my experiences a little bit unique was um, my first two partners left. I know. So I had 21 days by myself. Um, so it's it's been a, a wild ride. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I saw. I know, like when I see you on podcasts and stuff, they kind of like shit on Jonathan. I think his name mm-hmm. is. Poor um, Jonathan. <laughs> yeah, that guy with the tattoo or whatever. The uh, what did it say? The tattoo. I I don't know what it. Said. I don't forget. It, I it's just. A, I think it's, it's Lady Gaga lyrics. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. All right. Well, he like, cut his hand or something. Yeah. So day two, he sliced through his like his thumb. Yeah, I saw it was bad. Right it was like blood everywhere. Yeah, yeah, it was bad. It was really bad. So, like the the but okay. So, I have that machete. I'll have to let you hold you it. You have it. Yeah. So um, oh sick. When we cut here at some point, yeah. I'll, I'll bring it down for you. It is heavy. The, the machete that he used. The machete slashed his thumb. With. Oh shit! <laughs> yeah. Was that yours that you it's brought? Mine, right. Yeah. Was it your dad's machete? It's my dad's machete. Yeah. Okay, I did a little bit of research on it. It's you. military grade, so it's it's just super heavy. It's, it's like legit. A, yeah, it is. That's insane. Mm-hmm. So, okay. So, real quick, with, with that though, um, you did the fan episode for so mm-hmm. fourteen days. So, Negan and Afraid, I love the show. Uh-huh. For people who don't know, the show is two people go into a environment that they have to survive in for normally twenty one days. Typically twenty one, yeah. Um, naked. And it's typically, uh, guy and a girl. Yeah, and they just never meet. meet. Yeah, yeah. You, you meet when you get out there. Now I didn't meet I didn't see the intro of you and Jonathan. I only saw the intro of you and the second guy. Brian, yeah. Brian. So like let's just start from the beginning. Okay. How the fuck did you even get on the show? So uh, my little I put my little boy to sleep and I'm watching some watching some naked and afraid on TV. Don't watch a whole lot of TV, but um that night I was and I was drinking wine. And I had a couple glasses of wine and I thought I'm gonna put in an application for this <laughs> what? and see what happens. I was always like an outdoors person. I love camping. I love hiking. My dad, you know, really exposed my brother and I to that when we were kids. Um, you know, growing up here in Carroll County, it's yeah, pretty rural. It is. So I, um, I thought I watched it and I listened to people whine and I thought I could do everything these people can do and I can do it better than most of them. So I was like, I'm just gonna put in a, an application, half jokingly and half 
intoxicated. <laughs> and um, it worked out in my favor. The next morning, I had a message in my email and it said, hey, we'd like you to come out. The and next morning? The next morning, um, I was contacted by the, ca- the casting company and said, hey, we want 20 more pictures, um, a highlight reel of you out in the wilderness. And uh, I called my girlfriend. I said, hey, will you follow me around with your phone camera for a day? What? And we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll go We'll go hiking. We'll go climbing. We'll you know catch some snakes and show, show the camera that we can do this stuff. And um, she did that. She filmed it for me. We sent it in and they flew me out to L.A. Like... Bang, like bang, bang, bang. Like probably within maybe a two-week span. What? Yeah, so then you go to L.A., you interview in L.A. Sure. If they like you there, then they buy you a plane ticket to go somewhere. Wait, okay, so the interview in L.A. happens. Yeah. And then they're like, okay, you're in, but you don't know where you're going yet. Correct, yeah. Shut um, the fuck up. Yeah, so you you find out, you know, they cast you for, for whatever show that they want to put you on. For me, it was a 14-day fan episode. I knew I was doing 14 days somewhere. And um, I was actually between my first and second year of law school at the time. Oh, damn. So it was the summer between law school. You know, the first year was really, really hard. I was getting ready to start my second year. And um, I had a limited amount of time before the summer ran out. I said, I have to be back by the end of August. They said, no problem. So they sent me to South Africa. For 14 days. 14 days, yeah. What part, like in South Africa, obviously? Um, I was in a place called KwaZulu-Natal which is, um, they call it the Eastern Cape. Um, if you picture where Madagascar is, yeah. it would be like south and inland from where Madagascar so is. So like Zulu? Zulu Nation, yeah. Zulu Nation, okay. Yeah, where, right. where the Zulu people are from. Wow. Yeah. That's dope. Yes, it was very, very neat. Like just being in country is awesome. Yeah, no. You know, Africa's dope. Af- yeah. It's amazing. It yeah. was my first experience there. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've, I've been to Africa one time. I went yeah. to uh, West Africa, Sierra uh-huh. Leone. Uh-huh. I did a documentary, but not. I have never been to South Africa. That's fucking okay. Mm-hmm. So now, when they buy, obviously you're on a plane. You're you know you have to go to Africa, right? Uh, yeah, uh, I actually I flew from here. I flew from DC to Ethiopia and to South Africa. And I'm flying over the Atlantic, thinking I can't do this. <laughs> you're like second guessing it. <laughs> yeah, I was like, what? I mean, you know, as a first year attorney, you know, stu- studying to be an attorney, um, I'm thinking to myself. Like, what's the repercussions if I back out of this contract at this yeah. point in time? Yeah. You know all the legality. <laughs> yeah. Like just that. try to think, like, what do they have me for? Yeah. Um, but people do it all the time. They get cast for the show. They go out there. They figure out they, they don't want to do it. What? They go even to, like, the point where they're at the actual location? Some people have backed out, like, day one, and they don't they don't have enough material to make a show out of. Damn. Yeah. So it just, just goes by the wayside. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Can you imagine? That's insane. As somebody involved in production, just yeah, throwing like, that away and all the oh money involved oh. to get the whole entire crew there. Yeah. Wow. Now, okay, so you, you're on your way to South Africa. Mm-hmm. You're second guessing it, but then you get there. You go from Ethiopia to South Africa. Yeah. Then, like, what's the next step? Is it just, like, right on the boat or what? No. You know? So usually in, in the, you know, obviously this is a takes a humongous toll on your body and your mind and everything else. So they want you to be in tip-top physical shape sure. when you go out there. Um, so they typically give you, you know, two days to get acclimated or something like that. Um, wow. two, yeah, I think about two days ahead of time. Sometimes three, depending on your, you know, how far you're flying and whatnot. Like actually in the bush or just like? No, 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 no. Just it's actually in the country. You get right in there. country, you get your, you know, your time zones adjusted and, you know, yeah, nutrition in you. Exactly. Hydrate, yeah. uh, hydrate and all that kind of stuff. And then, uh, you know, you know that such and such morning you're going to go out in the bush. You're going to meet your naked partner and uh, you're going to, you know, hopefully build a shelter and start a fire and do all those like natural things. Yeah, exactly. Dude, that's mm-hmm. fucking insane. Okay. Yeah. 
So but, yeah. I'm so curious because like you said, like in production, I'm kind of, I'm so interested of like knowing like, okay, A, I hope you, you got paid for this. You, you get paid. Yeah. Okay, good. All right. Take care, yeah. Uh, well, you know, because I mean, like, I'm not saying like, hey, how much should you get paid for? Because I want to do it. But like, I'm just, I, I would think, obviously, it's Discovery, um, you know, which isn't was in Silver Spring. I think yes. they relocated. Yeah. Um, they're supposed to be. They're supposed to move. Yeah, yeah, I think they're still in Silver Spring at the moment, but they are moving. I think they are. Yeah, mm-hmm. a lot of people were upset yes. about that. Um, but anyway, so, so, okay, day one. Like, yes. The crew, I, I see some angles where I know it's a crew operating, uh-huh. but then at night, it's it's you guys, right? Yeah, of course. So, I like to say they're there from 9 to 5, but it might be like 8 to 6 or 7.30 really? to, yeah, 6 p.m., something like that. Um, You you know, they come in. Sometimes they're filming like B-roll out in the sure. bush somewhere, but they, they see you around, you know, daybreak, a little after daybreak. And um, there's a crew, uh, it's a very limited crew. You, you usually have a producer um somebody on camera somebody somebody doing sound and um occasionally there might be you know some other hidden behind the scenes people doing whatever work you know they they need to be done for any given day but they're there during the day and then at night they set up um cameras infrared cameras so you have one inside of your shelter and one that's a wide angle that's a little bit further back just a gopro no they're they're a little they're mounted they're 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 a little bit heavier duty than a gopro um although we do have gopros out there too um, and you know, that's to capture you when you burn down your shelter or, you know, decide, <laughs> you know, to tap out in the middle of the night or whatever. You're getting eaten by baboons. I don't know. What um, the fuck? Yeah. It's wild. Dude. Okay. So mm-hmm. you, you said South Africa. Was that mm-hmm. your hardest one you said? Um, yeah. So for me personally, um, South Africa was the hardest mentally and physically probably. Why? Um, so out of any of the terrible things that you can experience living naked in the wilderness, whether it be like bugs or lack of food or whatever, uh, rain, 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 um, being cold is the worst. And I was in South Africa in August, so it's Southern Hemisphere. So you can picture like April here. Yeah. It's cold. Um, and when uh, when it would rain at night and the winds were blowing because I wasn't far from the ocean, it was it made you want to tap out. I've never had any experience out in the wilderness that made me want to tap out, like being cold makes you really? want to tap out. Yeah. Yo, cause seeing you in fucking uh, in the bayou with all those mosquito bites yeah. and everything had to tell. Even in your interviews, yes. it almost became like normal to you to just be scratching at him because you were like, yeah, like tonight you're the snake, <laughs> and I was just like, yo, yes. like she's going insane. I feel like I mean. You would smack mosquitoes off of you, and then ten more would land on you. Bro. On your face, everywhere. There's nothing you could do about it. It was so bad. I, I mean, uh, yeah, I come from a military family, but it is almost like um, PTSD. You really? know, to to be around mosquitoes that long. I cannot stand to have a, a mosquito on me these days. Wow. I carry DEET with me. You know, <laughs> I am not going to be eaten alive by mosquitoes ever again for the rest of my life. No, you could totally tell. Like, you could just see it that it was like totally like it wears wearing you. you down a little bit. More mentally than like it's terrible. physically, I yeah. think. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, your body deals with it, but it is miserable to be eaten day after day after day. Yeah. No. Okay. So mm-hmm. obviously, it's, it's called Naked and Afraid. So you mm-hmm. were. You were naked, but obviously you, it's an awkward situation. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I'm not going to be like those guys on the podcast asking you stupid shit. So, um, you know, obviously that's an awkward situation. You've never met this man. He's never met you. Right. It's awkward. You could tell it's awkward by your mannerisms, whatever. But like, 
that I feel like it looks like that shit just that's that ship sails very quickly. It does because yeah. you realize you have to survive with each other. So when I was flying over there, I told you I thought about backing out, and yeah. that was mostly because I was thinking about having to take my clothes off and be in front of some random stranger. Really? Yeah, that's to me was a terrifying thought. Um, you know, I, I'm not a nudist. I'm not you know somebody that lives that life. You know, more power to you if you do, but. Uh, to me, it was a very scary and awkward thought of going out there. Um, thankfully, my first partner, Jonathan, awesome. Like, just an awesome human being and um, made took all of the, you know, awkwardness out of the situation completely. Um, so, you know, you get acclimated really quickly. With, within two hours, um, you completely forget about being naked. I'm and sure. That, yeah. And then, you know, from that point on, you don't care about it anymore. It doesn't matter. You know, you have more important things to worry about, like fire and shelter and food and everything else. Yeah. No, because, I mean, you even have your little satchel, too. Mm-hmm. So, like, the guys are straight because they can yeah, just cover whatever. Right. So, it's like, and you could make, I've seen people make, like, makeshift, yeah. you know. My first one, underwear. I made clothes. So, oh, you yeah, did? Yeah. Oh, so, I did, um, Jonathan brought duct tape. So That's I, clutch, kind yeah, of. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm just saying, if you have a survival bag at home, Put duct tape in it. Yeah. There's so many uses for it's, duct tape. Duct tape is amazing. Yeah. You can use it for everything. And you brought the machete. Yes. So like, okay, how do, how does that process go? Do they just like, I think I heard you answer a little bit, but like how does the process go of like, um, you know, picking what you want in the... Sure. Uh, so th- this is kind of behind the scenes knowledge, but if you Google it, you can find out. Yeah. Um, but you have a, a, you know, a short list of things that you want to bring. And that ultimate decision will come down to some someone else, you know, of what actually, you know, you pull, you pull out of your bag. Sure, the producer. So yeah. they don't want you and I both to bring a machete, no. right? So um, you might bring a machete, I might bring a fire starter, and those are our items. Yeah. Um, yeah, so. So is it, like, is it like a lot of reality TV show where, like, producers are, like, kind of, you know, because I know, like, for instance, when I interview Kale, like, a lot of the stuff that, that would happen would be, like, the producers would know something, would know that you don't want to record about it. Uh-huh. And then they would go behind your back or around the corner and be like, yo, so-and-so said this, mm-hmm. or you know, I heard this happen. And sure. then it kind of gets brought up unnaturally. So I find that um, at least, so there's a lot of different producers out there. Um, you know, They have probably dozens of producers sure. that produce for Naked and Afraid. Um, and I know everybody has a slightly different experience depending on what set of producers you get. Um, that being said, uh, I, I like to say the first day and the last day are produced as far as uh, organization goes. You know, you have to get in, you have to get out, so they drop you off. Makes you know, sense. you have to meet up with someone. You know, there's there's planning involved in those days. So, um, first day and last uh, day are organized. Oh yeah, so the first day and the last day is slightly organized. I say those two are the most produced days out of it. Um, and then you're expected to do these on the fly interviews uh, on a regular basis. So in the morning when they get there, they're going to ask you about the night. They're going to ask you any time that there is some kind of breakdown, whether it's, um, you know, you catch a fish, you almost catch a fish and you lose the fish. They're trying to catch that emotion. Um, but I can say from my experience and the teams that I've worked with, they're documentary style producers and they want to see you in your natural state. That makes sense. Um, although, like I said, they're going to ask you when something goes right, something goes wrong. Sure. You know, when somebody's under your skin, obviously those things are, are noted and they're going to bring those questions up. Of course, up yeah. In they the need interviews. to move the narrative in a Absolutely. certain direction. Okay. So, because I also wondered about the animals because, like, I mean, yeah. like, okay, so, like, you remember Jeff Corwin? Yeah, of course. So that show actually yes. was, like, very staged. Uh-huh. Like, he would just randomly run up on, like, a black mamba. Of course. And it's like, no, bro, like, they just planted that shit. So, sure. like, 
So do they plant animals and stuff, or do they? So to my knowledge, I've never been out there where they've planted animals. Really? Um, so you found that snake when you were just chilling and walking in the fucking the one in the swamp. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then, was it a moccasin? No, that was a water snake. What's? It's they just call it like a northern water snake or a mis- or a southern oh, it's water just snake. like not poisonous. Yeah, it's not. It's not venomous. It's um. So growing up here, I've caught snakes my whole life. Um, but that one was a really interesting catch. It, it doesn't really play out on TV how it actually happened, but that snake was like six feet above my head. Yeah, I saw it. So, yeah. so I had a stick and it started to go up the tree and I took the stick and I wrapped it around the snake and he was kind of like in um, vines at the time. So I wrapped it around the vines and pulled him out of the tree. And, um, you know, I don't know whether they, they really capture it, but I'm shaking. And the reason I'm shaking is because I have to kill something. Oh, so I don't, I don't in my normal day to day life really kill things. Um, and having to kill it and in the water and as, um, you know, having not eaten for a couple of days at this point or having not eaten anything significant, um, this was a big deal. Yeah, no, um, that shit was fucking. It's pretty wild, isn't it? So yeah, that's absolutely natural. And there were snakes everywhere there. Um, really? And you, you also have to understand there's a lot of things you don't see. So they have 21 days of footage. And you get to see, you know, this of much. Of course, yeah. But there's a lot more things that you eat and catch and create and do and trap. That they don't that even show. You, that you never see. You know, I was eating turtles out there. I ate oh, crayfish out there. Yeah. And they didn't show any of the turtle shit? Uh-uh. Watch it. You never see people eat turtles on the show. Probably because people don't want to see people eat turtles. Because people like turtles. Yeah. You know? And we don't we don't want to see people eating turtles. I, that's, that's why, that's kind of why I wanted to ask because I'm like, it kind of like I hate when I see because I'm like I really hope they are actually are catching these naturally and not like yeah. planting like, like some I said never animal. I've never seen anything planted out there bro that's yeah but watching you because I like I said I didn't know anything mm-hmm. about you like that and like two nights ago I was let me just youtuber <laughs> and the first fucking clip that pops up was like mm-hmm. a trailer for your episode but uh-huh. it was like you were the first shot and it mm-hmm. was like you water high up to here oh, yeah with the tr- with the snake and, and then you're just like fuck it and then just like clocked its head off yeah. and i'm like damn like yeah. she's a fucking beast and then like Wild. yeah but like uh the you know there was mad alligators too mm-hmm. with they made it look like there was a shit ton of alligators so were there uh, no i mean where i was they weren't everywhere i know there were alligators there but there weren't they weren't everywhere like they Kind of like when the dude it. was like, "Oh, something brushed my foot." Like, yeah, it, it obviously wasn't an alligator, right? Yeah, I um, so I find that there's a lot more to that. I, there's no real staging of animals, but some of the shots that you see off a of B-roll are things that uh, I don't necessarily see. I always thought about that, you know, when I watched the show and they cut to like a snake that seemingly goes right next to the you know encampment yeah, or like, whatever. I didn't see that. Yeah, although there are you you know the area is teeming with wilderness and or I'm sorry wildlife. Um, you know, it's not always right there, especially with a crew stomping around. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like you made a good point when you were, when you guys, when you and uh, Brian, yeah, when you were like checking through the water and, and you kind of made him go back to the camp because he was so loud and you were like, if we do find any, they're going to be long gone. Yeah. And the same thing with the crew. If the crews, you know, mm-hmm. they have to be so patient to get those shots. Absolutely. Anyways. Um, like I said, the crew are professionals. They yeah. are. They know what they're doing. So quiet and so good at what they do, and they let you get far enough ahead that you know they're not following. If you say I need some space or you need you need a GoPro and you need to go off by yourself, that's completely understood. They don't oh, really? mind that at all. Yeah, because you're surviving out there. You're you know you are trying to acquire everything that you need from the from this environment. Sure. So they respect that and will let you do that. That's um, dude. What was like? Like when you when you killed the snake, yo, you were a bamf in that episode because you got the fire started, you did the snake, 
And then like yeah, that bro, what? Brian. <laughs> Brian. <laughs> Yo, he was like when he was like, oh, do you know what this is? Fire started. Yo, yeah. you, you oh. were so like <laughs> calm and collect. You, you didn't say a fucking word. And then yeah. like, and then you started the uh, the fire in like thirty seconds. Was it thirty seconds or was it like edited? So to make I, it look it like probably took me more than five, but less than ten minutes. Bro, it took him like two days. <laughs> he was at it for like, two days. You, so, no offense, but it's a man thing. Oh, 100%. They, you guys get so frustrated with no, things. Dude, I'm, listen, <laughs> I am not a wilderness person. Mm-hmm. We were talking about this earlier. You would not fucking catch <laughs> us in any of those sure. environments. So, sure. I would have been like, yo, listen, Gabby, here. Yeah. I, <laughs> I, I would have I would have much, uh, enough self-awareness right. to be like, I don't know fucking shit. You know what it, I mean? It's not that he didn't know anything. He knew a lot. It, it was a frustration thing yeah. where if you can't get something off the bat, rather than like, you know, taking a objective view and trying to figure out what's going wrong here, it's like, oh, I can't do this. Yeah. And, and then for a female to step in yeah, and start a fire. Total ego After killer. that, yeah, it's, yeah. You're, you're done. Yeah. So. And instead of getting like a couple little wins, mm-hmm. he, he just had like two big losses. Like, you know, you came back to camp and he was sleeping when he was supposed to be building the shelter. Yeah, it was just yeah. like that whole thing made you look like, can you actually just leave? Actually, like, you, I feel like you were better off. Brian honestly. was not excited to be there the mosquitoes really got to yeah. him not eating really got to him yeah so you could tell he was like mentally just checked out i mean it when i say he wanted to leave on the second day what yeah he left on the fifth right he or left seven. on the fifth day yeah yeah dude no yeah, i'm sorry he left on morning seven seven yeah, uh, yeah. jonathan left on day five yeah. <laughs> yo but i watched both yeah. both dudes uh-huh. leave you and i was like this fucking poor girl but you yeah. like i feel like you were there's something empowering straight. too about being by yourself oh, really? you know yeah absolutely um, yeah, some of my best times out there have been completely alone. So what do you do? Just like fucking talk to yourself? Yeah, you think and you talk and you know. You clear head. When in life do you get to spend Never. days and days without talking to people? Especially in those conditions. Yeah, absolutely. You wake up and you see the sunrise every morning and you know, you go to sleep, you watch the sunset every morning, you're out there with nature, watching things grow and bloom and the weather change. It's awesome. Yeah. It's it's super. The um, the last question I'll stop yeah, you're at, good. The, at the thing. What's the... um. What was it? Was that like a bobcat or something? Uh, I'm not sure. I know. I think the way it looked on camera, it was a bobcat or a, or a lynx, one or the other. Yeah. Um, but I honestly, I don't know. Was it close to your your? They catch that stuff on like trail cams and the infrareds. So I'm not. I mean, I assume it was. Well, you guys got up like it was like right there. Oh, oh, oh! You're talking about. Okay, I know how they portrayed this. Um, I believe it was local, but that that shot. I don't know that necessarily came from when we heard sounds around our, uh, our camp. Does that make sense? Yeah, of course it makes sense. Okay, so I don't, I can't say for certain whether it was or was not. Um, all I know is that you do hear things at night, and definitely things come close because they're curious about you. Um, in Mississippi, what is the, I guess, the most dangerous thing out there are the wild hogs. Oh, they'll eat you if alive. Oh, they, they will tear you up. Yeah. So that was our big concern at night was that wild hogs would come up on okay. us. Okay. Because shout out to the editor because they fucking like, it made it look like you guys were like in like, you know, battle stance. Mm-hmm. And then they showed like this clip of like the uh, like bobcat uh-huh. like yeah. running and it's like, it like freeze framed. I'm like, I'm like, oh shit, a yeah. fucking bobcat. But it was probably yeah. like I'm not, a, a I have frog no idea. or something. Yeah. Probably. That's crazy. <laughs> so yeah. So that bobcat thing or mm-hmm. whatever it was, was kind of mm-hmm. crazy. Um, so and then you did so okay so you did um, South Africa then you did the Bayou in Mississippi 
Then you did the Philippines for XL, right? Correct, yeah. And okay, tell me about that. So, if you are you familiar with XL? I'm not. Okay, so XL sends Turn the mic like face it that way. Like just no take this like this. Perfect. Like that? Perfect, yeah. Yeah, cuz it cuz you're kind of talking to the side. Ah, I see. Okay. That, way that makes at sense. At least it picks it up better. Okay, perfect. Um so basically XL uh, sends out mostly experienced survivalists, people that have completed their 21 day um, challenge and it they send them out in groups of three so it'll be for my per, my show uh, which is xl5 we did um four groups of three plus there were an additional two people out there that were doing 60 days wait okay so it's three of you so it's a group of three and that's why i started with james and duke okay Two guys. Two guys. Yeah, myself and two guys because I do so well with guys. Yeah. Um, and then there was a group of all females. There was a group of all males who were redemption people. That just kind of like bailed and then said. They bailed on their um, previous 40 days, whether it be from medical tap outs or just tapping out, sure. whatever. And then um, there was a group of one man, one male and two females. Damn, bro. Yeah. So that was us 12 were starting at the same time and we were going to do 40 days. Uh, in addition to that, there were two other survivalists that we didn't know were out there. Um, so that was um, Jeff Zausch and Larzera. Um, and they were doing 60 days. And at some point in time, you, you meet, meet up with you them. Meet up. Yeah. And they planned all of this. The show did. Yes. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. They're always trying to think of new ways and new new creative ways to, to make keep the show interesting. Well, is I feel like that's. Almost, yeah, like an advantage now because you already have three people. That's mm -hmm. a great advantage, right? Yeah, sure. And then you add two more, it's five people. That's kind of like, oh, mm -hmm. we're fucking coasting now, you know? Yes, somewhat. And are the XL people, are they like people who have been on the show before? Yeah, so it's typically people that have completed their 21. Oh, so they're fucking. Usually you're out there with somebody that knows what they're doing. Yeah. Yeah, for the most part. So I had the two, I think, like dream team um, people on my, for, for once. Sure. I yeah. had, <laughs> you know, after having two bad experiences, not that my partners weren't great, but they, they definitely, quit. yeah, they didn't stay very long. No. Uh, my my last two guys, I had um, James, who's a 51-year-old architect from Florida, and then Duke is like, I don't know, he tour guides in, in Denali, and he grew up in Hawaii and he's he's just awesome. He's a he's a biologist by trade and knows every mushroom in the world. His name's Duke. Duke. He's yeah. probably a total fucking badass. He's awesome. He's really? just the yeah, super nice human being. He's awesome. So like do you, I are you going to ever do like survivor or anything? Like I mean Uh no. I I'm why? Not, I'm not for I mean survivor is awesome if you want to you know um, strategically vote people off an island and I get you. And, it's a little showboaty. And, and do the games. Like, I think it's awesome. My dad and I, you know, watched Survivor when I was growing up. You know, it's like a, a ritual for us. Sure. But um, it's... It's not the same. It's not the same. You know, if I was going to do something else, it would be like on the track of Alone or, you know... What's that? Oh, you've never seen Alone no. on History Channel? No. Oh, okay. So they you're by yourself, but you get a pack. So you have, you know, your 12 um, survival tools. Really? Uh -huh. And they drop you out there. But the cool thing is you don't know how long you're going to be out there. <laughs> yeah. So, so you're competing against the other people that are out there to see who's going to stay the longest. And whoever stays the longest wins the, the grand prize. Get dog. Yeah. I would have been like, mm -mm. as soon as they drop me down. <laughs> yeah. All right, I'm ready. Time no. to go. <laughs> Fuck no. Yeah. You're alone, alone. And, and places Look. like Zimbabwe and like crazy Mongolia, fucking... you know. No. A lot of times they do cold places, which I don't do the cold, so... 
you know, I have to rethink this loan thing. Yeah, and I couldn't be on it anyway. It's on a competing network, so yeah, no, I know. They, they don't pick you up. So No, speaking of that, that's another question I had because mm-hmm. I've had experience since mm-hmm. I was on The Price is Right. Yes. And well, that's like, awesome. Yeah, bro. It was fucking insane. They, uh, with Bob Barker, his uh, last year, 35th right? anniversary. Yeah. So I got to like be with Bob Barker. Not, um, How long ago was that? Tr- about 18. So oh, okay. I, I was uh, almost 15 years ago. Wow. Yeah. Um. So like, but that's why I was so blown away because growing up watching mm-hmm. it, you don't think of anything like right. that. And then as soon as I got on and as soon as I, I won the car and I came off, I was backstage the entire rest mm-hmm. of the show filling out paperwork. And they were like, tell us, circle what uh, prizes you want because you're going to have to pay your state and California uh-huh. state taxes on it. And I'm like, I want it all, whatever, because, you know, I don't right. know better. Even though it was only like 1500 bucks in taxes for yeah. the car, which is straight. But the thing that I was so like blown away by was I could I could never for the rest of my life go on the show again ever I can wow. never compete in prices right for the rest of my life ever wow I had a lifetime not banned but lifetime I would have never known that that's yeah. interesting and I can't go for 10 years I can't even go back to the show wow. so in 10 years I could go to the show but never be a contestant what is the idea they just don't want you to be seen on camera well, again I, I I think it's just because it's it's um they make they want it to seem like it's so uh, lucky yeah, to get absolutely. on, and it's not. They interview you before you go on, uh-huh. and uh, so I was like number three hundred fifteen out of three twenty five uh-huh. in, the, in the audience, and I'm on the phone with my mom, and I'm like, she's like, they interview you before you go on, so I'm like seeing all these people get interviewed, and I'm like, all right, I got this. So I get up there and I just act a fucking fool. I just start uh-huh. saying all this crazy shit, blah blah uh-huh. blah blah. The first four people get called down. And sure enough, after the first one gets taken out, they're like, come, here, come on down. So I'm like hitting fucking hitting the fives <laughs> and stuff. That's great. Okay. It was crazy. I'm like guessing all the, the mm-hmm. prices, totally cold, totally wrong on sure. every single one. I, I won a lawnmower that cuts grass itself. That's how I got up on stage. Okay. But um, it, it was just crazy. So like, you know, 10 years for that. And then I can never go on any... Um, uh, for 10 years any competing network mm-hmm. so i couldn't go on like any and other show yeah dude oh my goodness yeah so anyway that's why I, like when wow. you brought that up i was curious of yeah you did three already even though it's the same show yes it's not like really a competition though that's the thing i don't think right there's, like, so it's not, not a competition and you know you're, you're not winning anything yeah although you do, do get compensated for your time and you know i don't know whether i've told you this but i'm an attorney in my day job so, so you are now an attorney. So I'm now an attorney. Sick. And yeah, so, but I, I, Good to I, know. I don't actually practice, so I'm not going to, you know, I'm yeah. not very helpful. Don't get yourself in trouble or anything. <laughs> Daddy, <laughs> get me out of jail. I You're cannot like, help you. You'd be surprised how many people want to really? pull that card. Yeah. Fuck. But All right. yeah, imagine that. Good to know. Yeah. We'll but if it. I need help in the fucking woods. You're going to be my fucking go-to. Yes, yeah. All yeah. Right. Absolutely. Like zombie apocalypse or yeah, something. No. <laughs> I'm coming here, dude. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, uh, oh, yeah, so as far as the networks go, my understanding is they just won't pick you up um, because there's kind of like a backdoor agreement. Yeah, you know, almost that, like a contract type yeah, thing. You're, you're blacklisted. Really? Yeah. Damn. Um, but that being said, I, you know, I do, from a contract standpoint, after a year, um, you know, it's free game. Really? So my last show aired last July. So hypothetically, in July, I could go on whatever year. I wanted to legally, yeah, um, and do whatever I wanted. And now they have uh, you said off camera they have like a new show com- or a new uh, season or something, right? So yeah, there's a lot going on with Naked and Afraid right now. They did um, Alone, uh, an Alone Naked and Afraid. So they're doing 21 day episodes right now that are airing. 
that are previous survivalists that they've taken out and dropped for 21 days by themselves. Fuck, bro. Yeah. Um, which, you know, that's that's pretty neat in itself. Um, you know, I, I had talked talk with producers about filming one, but um, I was actually, you know, with child last year, so I had a little baby. Yeah. Um, and then I believe uh, they're they just finished they filmed um another xl so they have another season xl coming out um and they're always trying to do new and different things so i think they have some cool stuff in the works right now with discovery channel that's cool yeah, yeah. have you i think was it naked afraid that i saw one time where i think a producer got bit yeah and Steve died Rankin. didn't die didn't die then maybe it w- he didn't so he um it was a fair to lance which is a venomous snake um, yeah. But it, I think they have um, like a necrotoxin in it that makes your skin like bubble. Yeah, it kills it. It's like you know where where they bite, it's dead skin. it dies. Yeah. The 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 skin, the muscle tissue, everything dies. Damn. Bro. So um, I think he got bit in the lower leg. <clears throat> and it was he was like it was bad. It was really bad. Yeah. Yeah. He's that, one of the executive producers. I I was, I was gonna say he was like a he wasn't yeah. just like a yeah he's I think he's English. Yeah. yeah, and they like heli- they like helicopter them out or something like that. Yeah, when I was out in the Philippines, um, one of the guys I was out there with, Russell, um, he got bit by what they thought was a a, a jungle viper, and um, viper. Yeah, Ooh. yeah. So I know you haven't watched the XL, but no, I'm fucking totally watching. You that. gotta watch it because yeah, I'm I'm not gonna give it away, but there are a lot of vipers out there. Yeah, uh, yeah. like pit vipers and shit. Like Palawan pit vipers, yeah. They're these beautiful, like, bright Bro, green. they're amazing yeah. looking. Yeah. yeah, absolutely insane. Um, Russell got bit by a baby. And they're they, more venomous. Yes. I used so, to have snakes. Uh-huh, yeah. Not venomous ones. Yeah. yeah. What well, the fuck? Yeah. So, I mean, everything you're doing out there is very real. And after Russell got bit, it becomes even more real. Yeah, you're like, oh, because shit. These snakes are real. I have a little, ba- I have a little you know, five-year-old kid at home. Yeah. And the thought of, you know, getting bit and something like that lasting for the rest of your life. No, that's that's serious. Yeah, I remember when you when you took the uh, boat ride mm-hmm. after um, the bayou. Mm-hmm. You were like, "Damn!" Like you were really emotional because yeah. I think your your son at that point was probably like what two or three. Yeah, three years old, I think. Yeah, so mm-hmm. you were like really like feeling. Couldn't it. wait to go home. Yeah, dude. you know the craziest part was I studied for my bar exam um, and took it on. I took my bar exam like Tuesday, Wednesday, and flew to Mississippi on a Thursday. So I don't know what you know about a bar, but you're studying for like bro, it's no joke. Months, yeah. So I had literally locked myself in my bedroom and just studied for months. And you know, I'd see my little boy, but it was like, sorry, buddy, you got to go ask dad. I can't help you right now. Yeah. For weeks and weeks and weeks, and then I had to go. Well, I didn't have to, but I went out and did 21 days in the wilderness. Um, so I couldn't wait to get home. You know. Now the very emotional. Yeah. No, you were very like, obviously, you know, you you just and, now see people didn't know that, so yeah. they were probably like. Obviously, that added to your emotion that you Absolutely. just studied for the bar and took it. Um, but, like, how does the, like, your home life, you know, mm-hmm. how is, because your husband's <laughs> fucking awesome. Yeah. And he almost has to be, I feel mm-hmm. like, to have, like, your wife out. Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> we were, we, we uh, I'm going to pull this out, pull yeah, the whole absolutely. arm out a little bit. There you go. And then push it forward. There you go. There? And Are we good? There you go. Okay. Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. So, Carlos is, um, I wouldn't say he's the biggest fan of the show, but he's very tolerant of whatever I want to do in life and whatever, you know, um, he respects and, and appreciates anything that I'm interested in. And, you know, I try and be supportive of whatever he wants to do in life. So although he was not keen on me going out in the wilderness naked with some unknown man, yeah, um, 
he's come a long way and he's very proud of me you know you can see him get excited when the show is airing and things like that so we've worked our way through a lot of you know a lot of I don't know discourse uh, related sure. to it, but yeah. it's it's all all good now. Yeah, I would imagine, you know, what I mean, because it's like like you said, like as a man, you're like you know your wife's out there. Sure. But, and then obviously, like he's he's totally probably proud of you because right. you know you fucking total badass, right? Going out there and those guys are gone in like five and seven yeah. days, and he's he's probably like, <laughs> yeah, gone. yeah. Um, I, I it's don't, over. <laughs> yeah, I mean, are you? There's an MTV show called Are You the One? Have you heard of this? Never. So Jonathan actually went on to be on Are You the One? And so I'm not putting any like of his business out there, sure. but John- Jonathan's gay. So yeah. having Jonathan as my first partner, it could not have been any better for Carlos. He was yeah. so excited <laughs> when I got back and told him that I had Jonathan out there. And he's like, "Oh, okay, good." Yeah. So because that's one thing mm-hmm. I always like wondered like you don't meet you don't even know anything about the person before you meet him, right? No, nothing. So like in small talk, do mm-hmm. you, what do you guys, you know, you're walking around, what are you talking mm-hmm. about? Like, do you even do any of that or are you just like yeah. totally focused? Oh my goodness, absolutely. You get to know these people, you know, like they're your best friend. Really? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and obviously you, you mesh better with certain personalities, but I love people. And you sit around a campfire night after night after night talking about life, you know? And that's, to me, one of the most fun parts of the entire challenge is getting to know these people who a lot of them have they've been screened for it. They have the most interesting backstories and life stories. And, you know, and it's such a mix of, you know, um, a waitress and a biologist and an architect and an attorney and, you know, somebody that's a professional survivalist and somebody that's a big game hunter. And it's everybody mixed in with all their different life stories. It's awesome. Damn. Do you ever find like, it's like, I I see that the people that come in with like the most experience, Uh a lot of times kind of fucking suck in a way, you know, like, Because you're you're like little uh, uh, die or the uh, write up or something. No, the experience, uh-huh. whatever the the level oh, they give yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. You were like, what is that? What's that? Like this is six point nine. What yeah. is that? You know that dude that comes to over me, that narrates it. Yeah, I love that dude. By the way, yeah, <laughs> his voice probably, is awesome. Yeah, his voice is sick. <laughs> um, so I mean, I don't put a whole lot of yeah right? faith credit in you know these the, your primitive survival rating um, is what that is. <laughs> Um, to me, uh, um, a good attitude is probably the number one survival skill that you can have. Um, like I said, I've seen people tap out, a lot of people tap out at this point in time. And, uh, the thing that they all had in common was like bad attitudes, like frustration, letting things get to them, you know, getting down, not celebrating the small victories out there. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's all about how you see things perspective wise. Look, I would rather take somebody that had a good attitude over somebody that had every survival skill under their you know under the sun yeah um you know it's all about the attitude you literally had that i mean yeah. what's it brian had a he had yeah. a he had a good attitude in the beginning but then he just let things get to him and then he was just a he was ter- out was you pe- when you check out mentally out there you're done really yeah absolutely i and can imagine i don't consider myself a survivalist although that's what the show calls you as a survivalist sure. I'm just like a country person that grew up on a farm and likes being outside. Yeah. So it's it's about wanting to be there and wanting to finish. And, you know, if once you realize that there's nothing out there that can take you out of the challenge aside from like severe illness or injury, you know, being cold is not going to kill you. Getting eaten by bugs isn't going to kill you. You know, just you just suck just it up and it, just yeah. do it. Yeah, it's going to suck. You just deal with the suck for a little while and you're out. Yeah. And then you have something... To, to tell a story about for the rest of your Clearly, life. Clearly, yeah, no, mm-hmm. I would be, I would have no story time. 
<laughs> I would have zero. Yeah. Listen, it's no. Oh, that's what I want to ask yeah. you. Yo. What you got? This fucking chick who ate the parrot's head. Oh, no. I know who you mean. Yo. When I, I uh, Time out. Okay. Let me just break it down. So I'm watching Naked and Afraid. Mm-hmm. And I think she was actually by herself at this point yeah. because her partner had left, which was crazy because... I thought she was like a goner like day one because <laughs> right. she was almost like a city girl. Mm-hmm. Like she just was like, what the fuck am yep. I doing here? And then. So, <laughs> oh, you hear a little baby a coming little in. Baby, yeah. He's like flying <laughs> uh, in. Yeah. Um, so next thing you know, I see her like, like she's in like, I think, I think it was like near a waterfall uh-huh. or something. Yeah. And this chick finds a fucking parrot's head uh-huh. and then eats it. Yeah. I don't, I think she cooked it. I, I don't know. I, I can picture the scene of her actually eating it, but... Bro, she got... Like, yeah. she almost died. Like, yeah. she was so sick. sick. Mm-hmm. I, I was crying. Because yeah. I was just, Not laughing at her being sick. Yeah. But just, like, she just thought it was such a good idea. She was like, yeah. oh, it's full of protein. And, yo, she yeah. crushed this parrot's head. Yeah. But I've always wanted to ask someone on the show, like, what the fuck, bro? Like... I mean... And it was dead, so it's probably, yeah. like... I'm always skeptical of eating dead things. That's not really my thing. Um, I know... Gary Golding has been on the show numerous times, and that's his like. That's his go-to. Claim. Yeah, it's his go-to. He finds something dead and eats it. <laughs> um, yeah, dead, dead, whatever you know. Impalas, whatnot. Um, me personally, growing up in the woods, I don't, I don't really eat things that are dead. But I can say, you know, when I was in Africa, there was so little food. I was eating the frogs whole. So well, you were eating a frogs whole. I was eating the frogs whole. Oh, oh. Okay. So like, you catch a frog and you eat the whole frog. Alive? No, I cook. I'd kill it. Well, frog legs are like good. Actually. Frog legs are good, but imagine chewing off the bones <laughs> and the brains and the eyeballs and everything, because there is some kind of nutritional value in that whole. Of course, entire package. yeah. So before I left, I was reading Bro. a book about Neanderthals, <laughs> and that's the, the the book said, you know, the Neanderthals catch a bird, smash it on a rock to break all his bones up, and you'd eat the entirety of the bird: feathers, legs, beak, everything. Bro. I dare you, Carlos. Carlos, this is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> so it's uh, yo. Yeah, it's part of the process. I mean, when you're starving, you will eat anything. This is true. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and like you're you're in that primitive mindset anyway. You're not even thinking like, yo, I could eat, I could eat, you know, yeah, I could be eating filet mignon right now. You yep. know, you don't think of it like that, right? Oh. What's up, boss? <laughs> How you doing? What's you're up, like, man? who is this? I was like, Carlos. This is my old man. Hey, I thought man. it was Carlos too. Hey, man. I'm good. No, not yet. In this? <laughs> so oh. this is this is my dad. He's actually been on the sh- not been on the show with me, but he's you know when they do the clips of you coming home and things like that. He oh always, really? He always greets me somewhere. That's awesome. Yeah, and he's the reason I got into I was it. Anyway, say, yeah, he's like the we talked about him in the beginning a little yeah. bit. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. So run me through like your mindset and like what you did to prepare for, you know, Naked and Afraid and, sure. and, and going through it, not knowing that you didn't even know where you were even going to go. Yeah. So uh, the preparation, you know, uh, I think it's just normal outdoors stuff for the most part. You know, you practice making fires, you practice um, uh, building shelters. You know, I just walk in the woods barefoot as much as I possibly can. We're, we're not far from the Appalachian Trail, so I can hit parts of the trail and just hike it barefoot. Um, you know, just try and get your fitness up and your, you know, cardio up for swimming and things like that. Did you, did you do anything that like, you know, cause I think most people probably work out to the, 
and they get used to not eating. They they do all yeah. these things. So like, did you do anything to kind of like? So everybody has like a different th- uh, philosophy about whether you eat. If you don't eat, you go in like keto diet before you go. I like all kinds of crazy stuff. Yeah. Um, my personal philosophy is go on the milkshake diet. So <laughs> sounds fucking great. Yeah, to me. it's my favorite. When you're preparing for naked and afraid, I, I mean, I have one girlfriend that she's going out there. She eats sticks of butter. Because what? yeah, absolutely. Because you're you are trying to put on as much fat as you possibly can. You know, your your body as soon as you start starving, you know, just starts depleting those fat reserves. And somebody like Brian, who is out there, and he's he's a you know, stick. Yeah, and he's real, he's very lean, and his body starts eating the muscle. Yeah, you know, you don't want you don't want that to happen. So I try and put on like twenty pounds before I go out. Damn. And then really, yeah. And then when you get back, you're you know back down to your normal weight. Wow, mm-hmm. but the, basically your body just been eating like fat that you stored. Correct. Yeah, you you will find that you are not affected as badly as people that are very lean. That makes sense. Yeah, though. absolutely. Yeah. Your brain start is affected at Maybe that. Maybe I point. should go on fucking naked and afraid. It's good for you. It's, it's, it's hitting the gym. Twenty five pounds real fast. <laughs> no, I, dude, I'm telling you, if they put. Side note, no one knows this, but off camera, you just, there. I found a spider. <laughs> you did find a spider. I found a spider and as a wolf spider. Yeah. The big ones that you find in your basement, mm-hmm. you know, you just fucking picked it up and just with your hands put and, and put it outside. <laughs> yeah. See, I can't even oh. do that. And we're in a house, like, no. we're safe. Dude, could you imagine if I saw like you a tarantula? Would well. I would, no. I, I promise you I wouldn't do well. In Philippines, they had these like centipedes that are like this long. <laughs> this long. Not, are they not like an exaggeration. Are yeah, they... like this fat. Bro. No. It, then they bite you for no reason. I've never been around a bug that will attack you. Like come to what? you to bite you. No, yes. bro. Philippines. Mm-mm. No. Mm-mm. So basically, I'm just I'm just trying to find places where not to go. Yeah. So I'm not going that... to South Africa. I'm not going to the Philippines. And I'm not going I'm to. I'm sure at a resort, it's fine. Yeah, that's that's me. I <laughs> yeah. would just be in a resort. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that's fucking crazy. Um, So... What was I going to say? So getting back uh-huh. though, so so that's talking about like prepping. You uh-huh. talked about yeah, a bunch absolutely. about like your experience there, but mm-hmm. coming back, you mentioned it earlier a little bit, like there's almost like a little bit of PTSD, yeah. but like how how did you have to, you know, kind of, um, you know, get back in routine and how yeah. long did it take you to kind of like settle? Well, all of my trips have been uh, kind of in the middle of my life. So, uh, you know, I leave work and then I'm expected to go right back to work after I get back. So I don't really give myself a lot of time to reacclimate. But um, that being said, you find that your emotions and your hormones are way out of whack. Um, you know, your hair falls out. There's, what? Oh, yeah. Oh, um, I mean, I probably lost a third of my hair when I got back from the Philippines. Just coming out in clumps. Why? Because your body is um, without nutrients for such a long period of time. Um and it just it just can't handle it. I know people that have had like teeth problems. Um, I didn't personally, but it's it's a real thing. And you know, just getting back into sleep routines and uh, when you've lived so simply for so long, there's you just readjusting to society again. You know, my husband's always like, "You're acting weird." And you're like, <laughs> yeah, well, I just went through a lot, and it was it's a interesting, you know, different situation that you can't explain if you've never done it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like. Um, so I've never done anything like that, but so whenever I travel to places, it always, I'm always like, I'm always that guy that's like, you know what? Like, this is really perspective for me, Mm -hmm. blah, 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 blah. And then I go back and I eat like a fucking steak or I I, I come back to reality. But like, did you have 
any of that where you're like you kind of like took things for granted or, oh you know what absolutely I mean? yeah absolutely um you know every little thing when you're out there you have to find or work for or you know just being on pavement again or going to the grocery store and being able to find food and you just, you just go buy it that's a very different experience after you've been struggling for it for 40 days um and uh you know you you the, the littlest things it makes you appreciate everything you take every everything that you have been taken for granted whether it be time with your family or you know like i said food is a huge one or you know somebody is sitting in a climate controlled cubicle next to you and they're like man and the air conditioning is so cold in here and you're like wow like w- you know we, we live in a world where we control the temperature yeah you know everything that's crazy if you think if you say it like that like damn that's fucking by the degree yeah literally you know? yeah like oh, just slightly too cold and the humidity yeah. is a little much for me versus like you're like you just build a fort or a, a, a camp and then you mm-hmm. have a monsoon and you're yeah. like oh great well just pour down rain it's it's something what was your uh, first meal when you got back Ooh, so <laughs> typically you get out of the bush and you know production puts on some kind of meal for you sometimes it's something you've been dreaming about for weeks um, oh, really? And you kind of like low key like told them like oh man I could really eat a filet mignon. Right you now. might say like um, it would be really nice if I had a Snickers bar and Cheetos and a peanut butter and jelly sandwich and all of these things that come to your mind while you're out there. And they if you if you stay to the end they typically make those things happen. Oh really? That's um, cool. Yeah. So when you got out of XL they had a smorgasbord on the beach for us of chocolate cake and Dude. you know pizza and we're in the Philippines so it was crazy but we had a humongous pig roast that night. Oh, and then I proceeded to get so sick in every airport from Palawan to Manila to, you know, everywhere from, from Philippines to here. Really? Oh, yeah, L.A. You, you got food, like, food poisoning? Um, your body just stops breaking down things. You know, so, like, when you reintroduce all these things, especially all at once in very large yeah, quantities, indulge. you get super sick. Really? Oh, yeah. They, the doctors tell you you're supposed to eat, you're supposed to have, like, bone broth for, for like, a week when you get back and, like, sl- slowly introduce different foods to your body. You know, obviously, that doesn't happen. No, you're just, like, crushing chocolate yeah. cake. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, you're yeah. drinking milkshakes and, yeah. like, then proceeding to vomit, and it's just terrible. It's totally worth it, though. It is, absolutely. Oh, <laughs> absolutely worth it. I do it all over again the exact same way. So it's like, uh, you know, I, so you didn't plan, obviously, for this. You did this on a drunken night. You emailed a producer. Yeah. The, you heard back from him. Like, so kind of what's like, now that this has become almost like a part of your life, yeah. you know, what's like kind of like your end game as far as how's it going? Uh, yeah, I don't know. That's that's a tough call. Like, there's, there's people out there that make, you know, somewhat of a, of a gig out of this, mm-hmm. you know. And I know a lot of people in reality TV transition it to something else. That's not really my end game. Um I want to write a book, but it's totally outside the purview of anything survivalist or naked or afraid related. So, sure. you know, that's that's completely different and apart from this. I mean, nine to five, I told you I work in a in a corporate legal office and, um, you know, I'm happy with my life. And if I can just once a year go on a vacation, all expenses paid to wherever to live for free and play in the woods. I'm cool with that, too. <laughs> it's crazy. You like look at it like that. Like. <laughs> I mean, I've been dreaming of this since I was a little kid. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I was like, there was a guy called Marty Stauffer from Wild America. Did you ever watch that no. show? I don't know. It was, you know, night television show. But, you know, just just being out in the woods, that's what I like to do. And I literally, with even without cameras, I would probably do this for the rest of my life if it meant I couldn't lose my job. Oh, damn. Like once a year, go out in the wilderness. Yeah. For sure. 
That's cool as shit, it's though. Me. So, like, um, I'm trying to, what was I going to ask you? I was going to ask you about um, your, so, like, your dad, mm-hmm. he came in, and he kind of, like, he was, like, really, like, proud of you and excited. Oh, he's, and like he's that. always super excited. Yeah, so yeah. he was, like, you know, giving us a little bits of information about, mm-hmm. like, you know, the frogs and shit. Yeah, yeah. Was it the bayou, or was it in? That was in Africa. In Africa. I ate a lot of frogs. Yeah, you, like, demolished the whole fucking you know how you, frog you population. hear frogs at night? Yeah. I went from hearing frogs at night to eating every frog on the bank of this river, and there's no more frogs peeping. <laughs> well, I eat every frog. I'd hear one. I knew it was out there. Next morning, I'd eat that frog. How would you eat it? Uh, like what you said earlier, just like crush I it. Made a, I made a um, gig. So frog gig, it's um, basically like a stick with points on the end, um, and I'd go out and gig the frogs. Gig, you just like? Harpoon them? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and then I'd eat them. Fry, uh, either, so I, some of them I boiled and some of them I cooked over fire. But frog skin doesn't taste very good if you cook it over the fire, so you got to boil it. What the fuck? So how do you know that, though? Just Try, trial and error. Try, yeah, trying it, yeah. Bro. Mm, yeah. So how many frogs do you think you ate? Like 50? <laughs> A lot of frogs. Really? Yeah, probably. And they were small frogs. They weren't real real big. When I, Like I said, when I was in Africa, there was so little food when you picture April here, there's nothing blooming. There's no fruiting trees, sure. fruit bearing trees. Yeah. There's nothing out there yet, and that's how it was there. Just nothing, nothing to eat. So like frog, I'm thinking, I'm picturing like a little like dart frog almost. It's larger or like than that, a like toad a leopard almost. frog, like this, like this big. Damn, bro. And I told you, I ate them whole, you know, because it's all it's all good for you. And that's how you just basically like survived. Yeah, that was a tough one. Has anyone ever died on the show? No, no one's ever died, but people have become very, very sick. Really? Yeah. Mainly because they probably ate something they shouldn't have. I mean, people always say, aren't you afraid of sharks? Aren't you afraid of leopards or lions or whatever? No, what you're afraid of is the little stuff, the parasites, the mosquitoes, um, bad water. Mm. People get super sick. Parasites. Parasites. You know about the parasite that, um, I forget what it's called, but it, um, it'll uh, basically attack a grasshopper. Uh-huh. And then make it kill itself by jumping in the water. Uh huh. That's fucking crazy. That's insane. Yeah, I did, I never heard of it, but that's. I talk about that yeah. on, on my podcast before with some other lady. That's but, interesting. And that it it literally like goes in its brain, right. makes it commit suicide by jumping into the water, and then it basically like does it again, like recreates itself sure. in some weird. I don't know what it does, sure. but that's fuck. See, that shit's scary as fuck yeah. because like you don't even know that that's happening. Yeah, I mean, um, one one buddy I was out there with, he got leptospirosis from drinking bad water, and he was like in the hospital for months. What? Um, I know people that got dengue that, that dengue fever that attacked yeah. your nervous system. Yeah. Um, people that had malaria, different forms of malaria. Uh, it's, I mean, it's no joke. It's very very serious. Did you have to? Because I remember when I went to Africa, I had my malaria. Um, I had my yellow fever shot, mm-hmm. and then I had my malaria pills. Yep. I stopped taking them like third day. Yeah, and I was like thirty days there. I opted not to take malaria medicine. People, people, you, they will give you malaria medicine if you're out in an area where it's prevalent. Yeah. Um, but I was never in an area that was super bad from for, for malaria. Um, at least going out there, I didn't think it was. Yeah. But apparently, the Philippines where I was is it is pretty really yeah pretty saturated. Damn. Yeah. Um, I know actually a couple of people I was out there with ended up with it. That's tested positive when they got back. I, my one girlfriend, Riley, she lives in Maryland here too. She ended up with Zika off her show. Damn. Mm-hmm. 
And she's good now, though, right? Yeah, I mean, it doesn't really affect you, I don't think, as much as it affects your your offspring and if you have a child within a year or something. Oh, shit. Yeah, so. She didn't have any offspring, though. We're, she's safe. Damn, bro. Yeah, you gotta look a- her up. She's from Maryland, too. You'd like her a lot. She's on the show, too? Yeah, she's on the show, All too. Right. I'll fucking... Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, what's your uh, favorite season? Ooh. Yeah. And why? I don't watch a lot. Oh, my favorite season that I was on? Yeah. Oh, um, my favorite show that I did was Africa. Why? Um, because it ties in a lot of my family. My dad was uh, mentioned a lot and things like oh, that. Okay. So like, it gives me a lot more background about my life. Yeah. Um, and I thought my true colors showed a lot more in that show. Um, the Philippines uh, was my least favorite of them all. It, you know, there's this ancillary storyline that they drum up um, because obviously it's reality TV. Sure. But it, wasn't about me, so no. Yeah, yeah, you're like whatever. Yeah, whatever. I mean, it to me, it just wasn't portrayed in a, in a light that I thought was was this positive. And the and the Africa one was that was the first time you went on for Correct. only 14 days. Correct. So how many days total have you spent in? I have 75 days naked in the wilderness. Damn. Yeah, 75. 21, <laughs> 21 by myself. Wait, 21. 20. Oh, okay, 14 and cumulatively that. 21 yeah. days. Yeah. Bro, so basically like a whole episode. That's what I told him when they asked me to do a loan. I said, I've already done it. You're like, I got it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Dude. Yeah. Like, what's like, so what are you scared of? Like, what's your, what, like, okay, it's called Naked and Afraid. Like, uh-huh. clearly, you're not afraid of spiders. You're not afraid of sharks. You're not afraid of fucking Ooh. toads and parrot heads. Like, what do you, what's like your. Um, I'm not a big fan of parasites. Uh, yeah. Well, par- yeah, okay. So but I'm like, saying, like, what's like something that, like. That is scary? Yeah. Like, a parasite, you're not going to, like, see it in your fucking intestines. Like, uh, Well, I don't like um, leeches. Like. Right. Yeah, I don't do leeches very well. Like, I mean, I've had them on me and whatnot, but it's just... You did? Uh, oh, I've had... Yes. you like, uh, yes, all over. Yes. Well, because yeah. when you're in the water, in the in the bayou... Deep, yeah. <sighs> yeah. Uh, but I've had more leeches on me, like, playing in swamps around my house than Bro. on the show. Aren't you scared, like, a leech? Like, I mean, you're, A, you're naked. I would yeah. be scared, like, one was, like... Swimming around, like, place you don't want. Butt. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, you know, that's what you can see. Other than that, I, I mean, I'm not really scared of things. If you have fire going, nothing messes with you. Yeah, and everything just stays away. Yeah. I remember you saying that in the episode yeah. in the Bayou. Like, we got to get fires because the mosquitoes will yeah. start going away. Did they go away? It dimish- diminishes their presence if you're in the smoke. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, in, in the Bayou, I had a fire minimally. I just, really? Oh, yeah. They don't, I don't know if they show it that way. I didn't have a fire like after, like, I don't know, day 11 or 12. I couldn't keep on going at oh, least. Oh, damn. They had it. Well, cause they also when when he left, they don't even really show like, like they just show you kind of like getting up and the rain you know, and the rain and going to sleep, and then they skip like seven days. Yeah, they don't really show like day to day at all. So that's why I was like, you know, they made it look like you had a when fire. you're by yourself. There's not it's not boring. a whole lot of interesting stuff happens, right? So those are typically the lesser favorited episodes yeah. and you're just trying to get through it I, I yeah know, right point. you don't have anybody to talk to it's not interesting you're not <laughs> fighting you know um yeah absolutely so who's that one chick that was on there that you said is like a total badass who's Laura? like the best Laura? Zara? yeah she's awesome she's um uh yeah she's probably like the queen of naked and afraid really yeah how many times has she been on she has more time than anybody else in the show but i don't want to lie to you how many days that is where's she from uh, Vermont or oh shit yeah yeah somewhere up there New Hampshire Vermont somewhere up there but she currently lives in Georgia I believe damn she has a very cool backstory she's a very cool really 
most feral human being I've ever met. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she just fucking killed it on Naked and Afraid. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, she is just uh, not only like a genuinely nice and kind human being, but also she is just very good at what she does. Yeah. You know, I, in, you know, when I grow up, I want to be her. L- literally, when I, when I, people kept telling me, yo, you got this girl, Gabby, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, I'm like, all right. I legit thought when I watched the episode, I was like, all right, this is probably not even going to, she's probably going to like, <laughs> flake on right, like day right. three or four and then like i was like downstairs and i'm like screaming yelling at the <laughs> my laptop yeah. watching because i'm like holy shit because yeah. you fucking like dude do you yeah. ever regret anything that you did on the show Ooh, no i don't really regret it it, it is <laughs> it is what it is you know yeah um no not really no Mm-mm. no okay. i think of yeah i was saying like i mean bothered me but no I you mean, seem just kind of like Isolary, is that a word? Isolary, yeah. you know, isolated or like kind of a. You were just like I felt like you didn't even like need a. You were not even yeah. I was just blown away by how like unfazed you were at like yeah. everything. Like you met my dad. Yeah, He's the most like streamlined, like laid back yeah, human being. Super chill. Yeah. So I think I've tried to you know draw from that. You know, not necessarily that I naturally like that, but. You know, don't sweat the small stuff out there. Literally, you know? and it's, yeah. It's all it's all fun. You're out there because you choose to be out there. Yeah, this is true. You know, and you, why not make the best of it? It's yeah. so much fun. No, because like when when specifically Brian, because that's like the only episode I watched throughout. Uh-huh. Like, you were literally like even coaching him at night, being like. You had like a talk with him yeah. about like you know stepping your game up and like yeah. you were like looking out for him. Right. Like, yeah. Why not just like. You know, kind of be like, just leave because you're better off by yourself. Yeah. You seem like you're better off by yourself. Yeah, but I mean, to me, the ultimate goal is is to make it through with your team. You know, if you can get through it together, that that is the number one goal. And unfortunately, not everybody's cut out for it. It's yeah. just like anything in life. You know, you you see what you're made of and see whether it's for you. And if it's not, you know, that's your own prerogative. But I knew I wasn't going to leave, and I'd rather be out there and take care of whoever I'm with. You know, I guess. Maybe that's part of being a mom or part of being part of a family. And, you know, yeah. you have that instinct. That's what it seemed like. You were just, yeah. like, very nurturing. Right. When I, when I personally would have been mm-hmm. like, go home. Go. Yeah, I would have <laughs> been like, yo, like, get the fuck, like, let's go yeah. or whatever. But what's up with the um the necklace? I wanted, yeah, because yeah. I saw you wearing it. So that. I wear it for my interviews and whatnot. But this is um what they put the mic in. Shut up. Yeah. So this is, a, this is what they call, like, a dummy one. Bro, that's yeah. so smart. Yeah. So it's actually, they don't make a wireless mic that is high quality enough for what they're trying to do so it's a wired mic and wow. there's a little mic inside there but it's wired here and then it's wired into the bag where the battery receiver is in your little satchel which is why you, you always have to have why it on. you can't take your satchel off shut up can yeah. i see it yeah absolutely no because this is like so you get to take one of those home if you make it through your your challenge so i have three of them this is the legit one that you wore yeah that's that's a dummy one so like hypothetically if you're out and you want to go for a swim you can't swim with your battery pack, so you wear one of those. Shut the fuck Makes up. Makes sense? Yeah. I'm sorry, I'm just blown away new. because no, like, but now I've when you're watching the wanted. show, pause it because you, you'll notice that it's a You mic. can see the wire yeah, going you can see to. The wire oh my God. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. That's so smart. Yeah. I mean, it's the only way they could come, they could do it. And they get your, they get your voice all the time. So it's funny because I talk to myself all the time. And they're like, shut up. Yeah. These, yeah. these poor, this poor crew, you know, they're having their lunch break and they have to listen to me babbling about whatever I'm <laughs> You're like talking. eating frogs and they're like eating like <laughs> ham sandwiches. Yeah. 
Did you? So the mic though, like, um, they didn't have anyone like with a boom mic or shotgun mic. So they do that when um, when you're doing your OTF your interviews. interviews, but that's it. They don't really follow you with the boom any other time. Bro, that's crazy because I literally always wanted to know. Yeah, how that is. that's so smart. And it's a little fuzzy mic in there, so you know sometimes it's raining and it gets wet, but it's protected by the. You know, the, wow, um, that's so smart. So everyone yeah. has those. Yeah, and it's, it's apparently these are made by like one guy in his like garage and you know somewhere down south. What? Yeah, that's but, cool. Yeah, it's really neat. Damn, I think I it's really intelligent have, how they did that. No, that that like literally because I'm always like trying to find out like how the fuck are they shooting this? Like, yeah. how, why is the audio so good? They must have shotgun mic. But then when you see like it's the night cam or mm-hmm. the GoPros, you're like, yo, there's no. They definitely don't have good sound, but it sh- sounds fucking great. Right. Well, so you you're wearing this during the days, but at night you don't have it. Well, at night they put a um they put a like a shotgun or a fu- like one of those fuzzy microphone things in, along with their infrared cameras. Bro, make sense? Yes, that's sorry, so crazy. Sorry, naked and afraid if I'm giving away all your secrets. No, but no, that's like, I don't I don't think there's anything. No, they don't give a fuck. No, that's just so crazy. Yeah, because like knowing what it, it wow. is, They're like, is it a GPS tracker? I get that question a lot. <laughs> no, it's not a GPS tracker. You Yo. can get lost. Really? Have you ever got lost? Yeah. You're like, well, where are you gonna go? Like, you can get lost. I don't know. I mean, uh, I don't. What? In what do the middle of the night, you have no. no oh, flash. not in the middle of the night. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, but, like during the days, you have a camera crew there, so you don't really go straight far. But I mean, they have lost people before. Damn. Is it awkward? Like, like when you're like. Because I always see, I know it's smart, and it's probably the, the reason why they do it, just to cuddle up with each other, is because, like, warmth mm-hmm. and stuff. Yeah, absolutely. But, like, yo, like, is that, like, kind of a little weird? Kinda a little weird? Yeah, kind Like, of you weird. know, like, Big Spoon, Little Spoon type shit? Yeah. Like, that's kind of... See, but Jonathan, great. You know, he, you know, no, no awkwardness there. Brian, first of all, we're in Mississippi, and it's, like, 75 degrees, and he's like, oh, it's so cold. Brian. You're like, bro. It's not cold. This is We're not, fine. Yeah. You lay over there. I lay here. We're fine. <laughs> yeah, you're like, you stay over there. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. So it just depends. Has anyone ever like? Do you know if anyone's ever met and gotten like like hooked to, up on there or anything? No, not so much hooked up, but yeah. like you know maybe met. And I think didn't people get like date after the show or something? Yeah, there, there's been couples that have formed. Really? Um, not necessarily that they were on the same show together, but it's kind of a tight knit group of people that have been on it. You know, afterwards they go to reunions and they have similar interests and things like that. That's cool. So people end up, you know, as couples. Do they do a celebrity one or is that just on SNL? That is really funny, the SNL version. Yo. Uh, they did a really good job. I, that was funny, but have they ever done any? You know how they'll do like. Yeah, they did a, um, Macy from Teen Mom. Oh, yeah, she did do it. She did it. That's right. Um, they Macy, had shout two, out to Teen Mom. <laughs> they did um, a, a two U, uh, YouTube people, YouTube sensations. Really? One was a professional surfer. The other one had a YouTube channel. And I think they did it. They didn't make it. Um. Yeah, I think that's pretty much it as far as celebrity editions. Damn. Do you get, like, since you live in, like, Carroll County, which mm-hmm. is kind of, like, we both know. Small it's town. Like, yeah, small town. Do you get, like, a lot of, like, oh, there's Gabby. It's funny because the local newspaper has covered it and whatnot. So I can't go out anywhere. And it's always strange because you can see people are talking about it. I saw her naked and it was blurry. Yeah. 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 You look different with clothes on. I've heard it. You know, I go to my wow. son. <laughs> I go to my son's school, and you know, you can see that like the moms and dads press the girl. Really? You know? Oh yeah, for sure. It's small town. Of course, yeah. You no. know, and and then um, you're not like signing autographs. You're like sometimes. Really? No. Oh my god. I mean, sometimes actually, I ha- I have signed a lot of autographs. That's cool. Yeah, it's been cool. You know, people people write me 
I have two people that write me from prison. <gasps> what prison? Uh, or can you not say? All right. I, I don't. One's up in Pennsylvania, and I'm not sure where the other one is. Both have really bad, bad crimes, though. Really? Yeah. Apparently, it's a popular show in the prison system. I guess that's as close to Holy shit. watching naked people as they get. That's crazy. So they just like pen pal the shit out of you, and they're like. Yeah. My husband really loves it when I get the little letters he, from jail. No, he doesn't. <laughs> no, no, he doesn't. <laughs> Dude, yeah. they're like, I loved your episode. Mm-hmm. And they're just like, murderers? Yeah. <gasps> really? Yeah. yeah. I'm obsessed with like stuff like that. So. Uh, it's pretty interesting. I'll show you the letters. That's fucking cool. Yeah, it's it's been, it's pretty wild. I'm kind of obsessed with that stuff too, so I, I yeah. always research and see what they did and you're like, oh, fuck. Like, yeah, pretty pretty bad. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, and it's strange. Like, I was on, That's I weird. was in uh, Mexico on vacation, and these girls came up to me, and they're like, you're the girl from Naked and Afraid. So, it's neat, because my, episode, <laughs> my episodes have been popular. Yeah, you know, no, I, they're definitely. People do recognize me out in public. I know it's not always like that, but it's been good. Yeah, I mean, just, I think they got, like, a couple, like, I think they got millions of views on YouTube. Yeah. Just so you know, but. Yeah, it's. Which is great. Yeah, it's, it's For cool. a show. Yeah, and you know it's big here, but it's bigger in Brazil. Really? Those people love Naked and Afraid. What? It's crazy, but they show it worldwide. So you know, I can always tell when my my show is showing in like in India or in Poland or wherever because I get a bunch of friend requests pop up from really? there. Mm-hmm. They like search you, they like find you. Yeah, they do. Dude, yeah. that's cool. It's fun. That's it. Yeah. Well, where can people find you on social media? Or you not? I mean, your husband. They can. Kind of they can find me. I mean. My name's pretty uh, unique, so yeah. if you just search my name, Gabrielle Ballastone. Um but I don't have, you know, I, I don't have a website or anything like no. that. I don't plan to make a, a career out of it. But if like anybody from like a penitentiary wanted to contact you, I'm just kidding. No. Uh, they I'm know, kidding. Hey, <laughs> I'm people from penitentiaries, they know how to look that stuff Yo, up. No, they're mad smart. Yeah, they're they, super they intuitive. They, yeah. Absolutely. They, they, know they have to be. Yeah, absolutely. They're basically clothed and afraid. Yes. Is absolutely. what you're saying. You know the one, the one he would love to do the show when he gets out. Oh, you're. I'm like, no, not this podcast. Well, I could probably hook him nah, up. Nah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. He has a very interesting backstory. <laughs> no, he's like Charles Manson's. Like, no, I'm good. Are no, you sure? so he'll he'll probably do the, the Naked and Afraid show. That's what yes, you're saying. Yes, he would yeah. like to be on Naked and Afraid. Oh fuck, big that. fan. Cool. All right. Well, thank you again for coming on. Hey, Corey, thanks for having over. me. Yeah, I appreciate it. Yeah, no worries. That's another episode for E4 Explicit Podcast. See you next time.